God bless you, friends and family. Praise the Lord. Today, thank you for joining me. Let me not forget to say that. Thank you for joining me, and uh, God bless you, each one. My name is Gail Manizak, and um, I'm going to be talking today about, uh, once again, I, I think this is the third day, talk about hearing the voice of God. Um, hearing the voice of God, God does speak, we do listen, it, it can listen, sometimes we're not listening, but that's so that's the subject that we've been talking about. I'm going to continue in that direction for a little bit, or, or for today anyway. For one thing, there are many voices that are out there. There are many voices that are in the world. Amen. There is the devil's voice. There's the voice of the world. There's the voice of our imaginations. There's other people and God. And that's just to name a few. There's millions of, of voices out there. Millions of Christians want to know how to hear the voice of God versus all the competing voices that are speaking to us at all times. We have the TV. I mean, I could just go into so many different areas. The, the radio, or not the radio, but the, the internet, the social media. We have... Um, YouTube with a music speaks to us. So lots of voices in the world, but we need to determine um, when we are hearing God's voice because that's what we are to obey as Christians. So fortunately, the, the Bible has clear guidelines to help us in discerning God's voice. In Proverbs 15:22, it says, "Plans fail for lack of counsel, but many advisors they succeed. But with many advisors they succeed." So what this is telling us is, you know what? We're going to fail without counsel. It's good to have counsel. It's good to have many advisors, and then we'll succeed. And then in the King James, it says, "Without counsel." purposes are disappointed but in the multitude of counselors they are established so it's important to have counsel in your life you know from pastors or your assistant pastors your Sunday school teachers your teachers uh, your, your worship leaders it's good to have advisors it's good to have counselors it, it's really risky just to hear one voice and to just plunge ahead on that one voice alone. Um, we can make huge mistakes. Uh, I can give you an example of that. There was a friend of mine that was going to go to work for a certain company. And he said this to the Lord, if you get me a job there, I'll know it's you. If, a, if that door opens up and I get a job there, I'll know it's you and I'll go. But the thing of it was, is this brother, he basically had all the qualification, was highly qualified, maybe even overqualified for the job. And it was a job that not many people applied for. So it was almost, um, you know, uh, a conclusion that his application would be accepted. 
Well, so this is one voice. Um, and almost certain to be approved job application. This was certainly not consistent with seeking the multitude of counselors. So that one door opening for him when when all the I can't even think how you would say it when everything was stacked up for him to get that job um, it wasn't especially the Lord that opened that door 1 Corinthians 2.14 you know the enemy opens doors too friends we've got to keep that in mind 1 Corinthians 2.14 the man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for their foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they're spiritually discerned so it was not flesh and blood that is it was not man or man's intellect but God who revealed to Peter in Matthew 16 that Jesus was the Christ I, I think I went over that yesterday that particular scripture you can't you can't intellectualize or emotionalize the gospel it must be received and understood spiritually the mind and the emotions are, are not to be ignored but there are are not sufficient they're actually insufficient by themselves to adequately grasp the things of God the Bible tells us that they are spiritually discerned. So deep down in the realm of our spirit, that's where the Spirit of God speaks to us. See Romans 8, 16, and, and actually maybe I'll talk about that later. Walk in the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Seek the spiritual over the natural and the carnal, and then you will greatly improve your sensitivity to discerning the voice of God. So, yes, live by the Spirit. Seek the spiritual over the natural. We have the natural all the time. We have our own thoughts. We have our own feelings, our own ideas. But seek the spiritual. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test, and then you'll be able to approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I guess the question would be, is your mind renewed? Then you will know God's will and, in effect, uh, be hearing God's voice. It's important that mental grid through which you filter all input. It is important. For example... Many, many, many years ago, I was sharing my faith with a co-worker. I encouraged him to read the Gospel of John, and he did that. But his mindset had already been steeped in occultism. And so he read the scriptures from that standpoint of occultism. And he completely missed the truth of those scriptures. And then by contrast to that, I had a friend above... Um, Or in contrast to my friend that I just spoke about, a mind renewed 
by an open heart and seeking of God's truth in Scripture will further condition us <clears throat> excuse me to hear God's voice <clears throat> so let me add a happy postscript here although the co-worker I mentioned above initially he missed it he missed the biblical message and um, some of the seeds of faith though were sown in him by the word of God and that seed later it actually bore fruit and he was wonderfully born again saved about a year or two later amen and that was the Lord amen that that living word that living word that seed planted in us that flourishes opens up and and then the truth comes out okay Psalms 37 4 says to light yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart so are we, we might say are the desires of my heart from God to answer this ask yourself am I delighting myself in the Lord because that is the requirement delight yourself in the Lord Psalms 37 4 and he God will give you the desires of your heart so are are we delighting ourselves in the Lord because the Word of God the Bible says that if I delight myself he will give me my heart's desires one of my desires is to hear the voice of God clearly and I'm, I'm sure, you know, it is for you too. We want to know what, what is God saying? <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purposes. <clears throat> How fascinating, you know, if I'm submitted to God, he will actually work in me, not just to do his will, but actually to desire his will. So he is working in us to will and to do of his good pleasure as soon as we give our life to him. Our relationship with the Lord, um, am I delighting in him, will determine if our will is lined up with his will. And if so, we will will be better able to know God's will and to understand his voice and what he is saying to us. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19, when men tell you to consult mediums and spiritists, which happens, who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? And then verse 20, to the law and to the testimony if they do not speak according to his word they have no light of dawn they cannot speak according to his word so does the voice you are hearing agree with God's word years ago when I was uh, in college we lost three young students to uh, and a cult, and there are cults today. We have to be careful of that. They felt that they were able to go beyond their need for, for the Bible and just hear directly from God. Sad to say, this erroneous belief led them to make a shipwreck of their walk with God. Decades ago, there was, um, I'm trying to think of who the name of the 
person the head of it was but it escapes my mind right now but decades ago there was a movement that was strongly given to personal prophecy degenerated even to the point where contrary to God's word some were known to prophesy divorce her and and let her let her marry him you know so there were words that were prophesied that were contrary to the word of God and these are actually very sad examples of the disaster that awaits those who fail to apply God's word the Bible to what they think is the voice of God speaking to them an absolute requirement in learning how to hear from God is to be convinced that God's leading will always line up with the principles of the Bible. And I know there are people that are out there teaching that we, you know, the Bible is not God. I've heard him actually say that. Well, that's true. The Bible is not God. But the Bible is our basic instructions from the Lord and what God left us when Jesus died on the cross and went to heaven. And God uh, left us the the Holy Spirit in the earth to help us, to teach us, to guide us, to lead us. So uh, in, in Romans 8, 16, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So God's Spirit speaks to our spirit and that still small voice within. If it's, if it's truly wisdom, that is from above will be pure peaceable and gentle it says in James 3 verse 17 and then God's voice is gracious it's mer- it's merciful merciful peaceable so if the voice you're hearing is unlike that you have every reason to be questioning of that voice 1 Corinthians 14 verse 29 It says two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully. The King James Version says judge what is said. So truth always submits itself for judgment. Except never accept prophecies or revelations that close the door for spiritual discernment and judgment by other mature believers. That is totally a huge red flag now as I go over this uh, in regard to hearing the voice of the Lord is my prayer that new Christians just coming to know the Lord will come to know how to know his voice and not be deceived that is so important in our life The, the enemy is the one who deceives he came to steal kill and destroy he only has three Three things that he wants to do to you or me or any other Christian he can get his hands on. 1 Corinthians 14.33 For God is not a God of disorder but of peace. God is not the author of confusion but he is the author of peace. Amen. God is a God of peace. So if you're facing a decision today prayerfully Add together all the godly counsel and input you have received and then make a, a tentative decision. Tentative, which is temporary. 
So does peace or confusion, this is what you would ask yourself, does peace or confusion follow that tentative decision? If peace follows it, then continue forward. If confusion follows it, then stop right there. Since God is not the author of confusion, right? But he is of peace. So you'll feel abiding peace in your heart if you're hearing from God. Otherwise, you're going to experience some confusion within, perhaps in the form of doubts or questionings. So was that voice of God or did God speak to me? You know, uh, you, you might be questioning that. Is it confirmed? Let me go over the uh, what you should be asking yourself when you're thinking of that. Was that voice of God? Did God really speak that to me? Number one, is it confirmed by the multitude of counselors? Or two, is it spiritually, not carnally, discerned? Three, is your mind renewed or are you judging by the world's standards? We can't judge by the world's standards. We're, we're, we have come apart from the world. We're not a part of the world or the world system. We may live in the world, but we're not a part of the world. Um, you might also be asking, how is your relationship with the Lord? Are you delighting in Him? Are you delighting in Jesus every day? If you are, then you can probably trust the voice that you're hearing along with, with other, uh, you know, the multitude of counselors, the, whether you have peace or not, etc. Does the voice agree with the word of God? Because if it doesn't, you might as well just uh, know right there, this is not the voice of God. I will wait on this. I will continue to pray on it. You might be asking, is there a, a Holy Spirit witness in your spirit? Do you feel uh, the Holy Spirit witnessing in your spirit that this is God? Yeah. Are you open to having others judge the validity of the voice? Bringing it to a multitude of counselors. Or not, you know, when I say a multitude, I mean two or three counselors, probably. Whatever you have available to you. Another question you might ask yourself, does it bring confusion or does it bring an abiding peace? I've found in my life that, you know what, if I go to do something, it doesn't matter if it's talk to somebody, visit somebody, write somebody, go a certain place. Uh, if I don't have peace over doing that, then... I'm not in the will of God or I'm not in the timing of God possibly. I remember a long time ago uh, my grandmother taught me that where and I will close here <clears throat> excuse me with this little story but I asked her I said I am so frustrated with the church telling me I can't do this and I can't do that and then that's how the church was when I was coming up say when I was in my 20s I was having I had small children it was like I couldn't 
You couldn't go to the skating ring if they weren't playing Christian music. Some of you are probably laughing over that, but that's how it was. You couldn't wear pants. Um, so that it brought confusion to me. It brought uh, no peace whatsoever. Where I finally went to my grandmother and I, see, there was my counselor right there. I Did I have a multitude of counselors? No, I didn't. I had a multitude in the church that told you what you could do and what you couldn't do. What your kids could do and what they couldn't do. And more things than not they couldn't do. So I, anyway, I went to her and I told her how I felt. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she said, go by how you feel. When you go into a place... Like, uh, I wanted to go golfing with my husband. Well, that seemed to be a problem, too. Because you're in a place where there's a lot of other people that are not Christians. You know, you just, if you really read the Bible, you can't just shut yourself in and be around just only Christians. But anyway, that was an issue. And um, so my grandmother, her... Uh, counsel to me was go where you want to go. Go wherever you have an open door to go. And if you don't feel peace there, if you don't feel the presence of God there and peace, then you need to leave there. But if you don't feel anything, you know, a lack of peace or, or confusion, or you don't feel anything bad there, then there's no reason to leave. Stay there. Be a witness for Christ. Be a light for Christ. And um, it's not that you're doing anything wrong, especially like going golfing with your husband. Yes, you're going to be around people who don't know the Lord. But we should be because we are a light for the world. Anyway, she clarified it up in my mind for me to be able to lighten up the the load I was just carrying this weight of man I can't go nowhere I can't do anything my kids can't do anything and and I was hearing the wrong voice let me tell you because I had peace when I went to the skating rink and took my kids they enjoyed it it um it wasn't bad music there it was just music that wasn't Christian music all right, in saying that, I'm going to go ahead and close. And I just thank you. Thank you for joining me. I pray that some of this made sense to you in regard to discerning the voice of the Lord and making right choices for your own lives. Amen.